and welcome to the Sold Out Podcast. Sold Out! <laughs> awesome. We do the old switcheroo on you there. Uh, it is awesome to be hanging out with you guys today as you're listening to this. I hope you're having a great day. Hope uh, you're enjoying uh, your, your day and making the most of it. And, and, and Mark, today, you know, was one of the things on my heart is um, that we should never assume where people are at spiritually. So I want to talk a little bit today about um, how to be born again. As, as Jesus would phrase it when he's talking to Nicodemus. So um, when you hear that question, Mark, how does someone become saved or how does one become born again? What's your first thoughts? Well, let me tell you how not or some of the things that we here uh, have heard in our history of walking with Christ. Uh, some people, when you ask, are you a Christian? Well, the first response is, well, I go to church. I go to mm-hmm. such and such a church. And I've always loved, I don't know who first came up with the, uh, the phrase, probably somebody a long time ago. It says, uh, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than walking into a garage makes you a car. And uh, I think that's a great, great analogy. So it's not being a part of the building that makes you a Christian, that's for sure. Now that could be a fruit of being a Christian. What makes you be a Christian is being part of Christ. And uh, I mean, literally, deliberately asking Christ into your heart, asking him to forgive your sins. Um, if, anyone, if anyone, the Bible says, be in Christ, they're a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So is your life new? Is there fruit of your life being new? There's a lot there. Yeah, um, and so much of it. And then we could get into the weeds on this one a lot because, um, y- you know, is is baptism salvific? Meaning, if I'm baptized, am I saved? Well, then I would ask the question, every time you get in the shower, every person in this world is showered at some point in their life. If the act of having water poured over you or dunked into water is the act of salvation, there, there's no there's no one who would not be. So um, this, is where, this is where things can get kind of tricky when it comes to salvation. But I love when Romans where it says, uh, if you believe in your heart... And confess with your tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And uh, there's two things there. Believe in your heart and confess. Mm-hmm. And um, believing, I think for most people, the believing part is the easy part. Honestly, like, yeah, I believe that Jesus is exactly who the Bible says he is. But confessing that with our tongue means that we, we are going to continue to confess Christ as Lord and Savior. Meaning we're going to continue to tell other people and continue to share the gospel with folks. And... I think that's where a lot of people stumble in their faith journey is right there, the confession of Christ. Um, you know, I, I challenged our, our teenagers. We have, a, um, we have a lot of soccer players in our youth group right now. And, and I asked them, I said, do you talk to your friends more about soccer or more about Jesus? Which things are we confessing the most? So um, believing in the heart and having our hearts transformed, Ezekiel says, from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. One, one of the passages that I just love, I mean, you talked a little bit about Romans Road, right? Mm-hmm. Romans 10 and the like, but I love Ephesians 2. Uh, and, and Ephesians 2 describes a condition, a terminal condition. Uh, Ephesians 2 verse 1. And you were once dead in your trespasses and sins. Now, 
That means, well, let me continue on, which formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirits now working in the son of disobedience, you're formerly indulging in the desires of the flesh, and all the yada, 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 kind of describes the whole thing. But verse 4 comes in, but God, we were dead, and had God not intervened by sending, John 3.16, sending his one and only son, that whosoever, and it goes back to what you said in Romans, whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. God intervened because he's rich in mercy and his great love, and he, the scripture says he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus by grace we have been saved. The whole gospel is right there in Ephesians 2 about salvation. It is, it is so interesting to me that we, when we talk about salvation, how many different points of view there are in, in the, even within the Christian world. Um, and then we get into this, this, this theology in today's culture, Mark, that, that all religions end in the same place. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just, it's just simply not true, right? It, it doesn't end in the same place because everyone has a different view of Jesus. And, and with, with Christ as the Messiah, um, that changes the course of our lives. And, and all of a sudden when we talk about what does it mean or, or how to be saved, it is surrendering everything we are, everything we have to Christ. Because as Ephesians says, um, everyone who's born of this world is already born to death, born, born into sin, Right. Right. And, and so therefore we needed a savior. And Jesus said, I came to seek and save the lost. See, we're all lost, whether we admit it, whether we know it, whether we understand it or not. That's just the reality of the truth of the authority of scripture. Yeah. You just gave Luke 19.10, just came, said, I came to seek and save the lost. And then I like what Jesus said in John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, not a way. I am the way. I am the truth, not a truth. And I am the life. And then he adds, just in case you didn't get it, there's the first three. No one comes to the Father except through me. A lot of false ways. A lot of partial truths. A lot of places that say they're, that if you lead this kind of life, you'll make it into heaven. Jesus said, hey, one way, through me. Yeah, it is all about Jesus. And um, one of the things that we start out kind of talking about how just going to church doesn't make you a Christian, but also doing good works doesn't make you a Christian. Um, and I could, I will even step on some toes and say, just because you're doing ministry doesn't mean you're saved. You could do a lot of good things on your own without ever tapping into the power of the Holy Spirit and the new life of Jesus Christ. Um, and I think we often get confused because James says, show me your works, right? And, and, and salvation is not based on works, but works are based on salvation, right? And, and, and this is why we have to get the fundamental, uh, fundamentals of salvation right, because that's when new life starts, right? Second uh, uh, Corinthians 5.17, uh, in Christ you're a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come, this this new life, this new birth, this new moment where the old self is dead. Um, and I think why a lot of people don't find salvation or don't find joy in their salvation is 
we're still holding on to our old self. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We like to hold on to that stuff and, and not let go. Well, there definitely should be fruit. I mean, we should be able to see evidence of the Holy Spirit's work in a person's heart based on what they're doing. Not because they feel they have to do it, but because they desire to do it. Uh, Jesus pointed out something really interesting. He said, uh, many people that say, hey, I did this in your name, I did that in your mm -hmm. name, you know, I, I fed the poor, I fed the, the hungry, I gave to the poor, I gave them water, I did this and did that. And he said, uh, he said, I will say to you, depart from me, I never knew you. And so it's not just about doing the good work. It has to start with recognizing we can't save ourselves. And we have to throw ourselves on the grace of God, recognizing that God threw us a rescue buoy. I think about uh, some of these beaches where there's not a lifeguard on duty and they'll have a, a pole out there with one of those little donuts with a rope attached to it. And those things are for throwing out there. Somebody's out there maybe drowning and, and you can throw them a lifeline. And God has thrown us the lifeline, Jesus. And, and again, uh, the world was already lost when Jesus came. He, I love what John 3, 17 says. Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world. The world was already condemned. He came to save the world. And so that God threw that lifeline out, lifeline named Jesus. We still have to grab it. That's our responsibility. We have to accept it. God doesn't force the lifeline on us. He says, come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you the rest. Just come to me. Yeah. Yeah. Find rest in the Savior's arms. Um, there's a great book called uh, Not a Fan by Kyle Edmund. I was thinking about that as you were talking, Mark, that um, being a fan of Jesus doesn't cost us anything. Right? To, it doesn't, doesn't require change or sacrifice or anything like that. To just We love the concept of Jesus. But to be a follower of Jesus means we give up everything to gain everything. Because um, the stuff we give up on this earth, the things that, um, that we, we surrender and submit to Christ, um, God's always going to have our best interest in mind because uh, you know, God is love, right? Like He loves you unconditionally just where you are right now, just the way you are right now. He just doesn't plan on keeping you there. I'm so thankful that he doesn't. And, and I think maybe on, on another podcast here we can talk about the new life in Christ. But um, I'm so thankful for that I'm not the person I was before Christ. That there's this, this new Steve. There's this Steve that hopefully continues to get better and to grow and to um, become more and more like Jesus every single day. You know, last, uh, I think the last podcast we talked about the spiritual gifts and yeah. the Holy Spirit. And, and I was thinking about the Holy Spirit now and his role in in being born again as well and changing our hearts and then sealing us and and filling us with power for ministry and and I love what it says in Ephesians 4 verse uh, 12 it says for the equipping of the saints the work for service and the building up of the body until we all attain the unity of the faith the knowledge of the Son of God a mature person the measure stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed to and fro. And so here we have God, God says, first I'm throwing you a lifeline, okay? But I'm not just going to pull you ashore and just have you lay on the shore. 
I mean, because eventually you're going to recover. Eventually you're going to need to eat. He has intentions then to show us an incredible life, the exceeding riches of his grace, Ephesians says. And so he's got so much more than just barely getting through, you know, heaven's gates because you accepted Christ. He wants to mature you in Christ and use you to touch other lives for him. Yeah, narrow is the path of righteousness. Wide is the, way that leads, wide is the gate that leads to destruction. And um, God's got so much more for your life than you're living for right now. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you say, you know what, I don't, I don't know Jesus the way you guys talk about Jesus, the way you guys are so passionate about him, it's real simple. If you believe with your heart and confess with your tongue, you can do that right now wherever you're at. Just pray and, and surrender your life to Jesus. It's real simple. Simple. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died and rose again for my sins. I ask for forgiveness of my sins. And then uh, confess that with your tongue. Speak that out share what Jesus is doing in your heart with others around you. Uh, if you have questions, get a hold of us here at Cornerstone. We'd love to spend some time with you. Anything else, Mark? Yeah, go tell somebody that you prayed that prayer. Uh, go tell your pastor. Ask them you know, what to do next. And if you don't have a church and you're just tuning in to us, hey, come and talk to us. We'll help you, help you get on that road to maturing as a disciple. Thanks for listening. God bless you all. Have a great day.